Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! Lost through the mists of time, the never-before-told tales of the terrific twosome of Toronto, August Fenwick... One of the city's wealthiest men who served the city that he loves through the dark days of depression and war, and his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joined him in his quest as the Flying Squirrel. The secret case files of the Red Panda. This episode, the Harbinger of Doom. That's better. Oh. It's you. It is, in fact, me. How did you get past the security protocols? Is this how you greet your beloved wife? No, I suppose it isn't. Hello, beloved wife. That's more like it. How did you get past the security protocols? Gus! Well, I'm more than a little disappointed in them. They were supposed to be unbreachable. Well, that isn't even a word, so that might be part of your problem. Also, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I used to be somebody famous and dangerous. You'll always be dangerous to me. Yes, I will. If you don't tell me why you installed a security system tough enough to keep me out of your private lab. You aren't suspicious, are you? Not exactly. But I am prepared to be so on a moment's notice. Oh, darling, it's nothing like that. Then what is it like, Gus? What is it like? Bearing in mind that I'm committing a minor act of treason by discussing this with you? Which is more dangerous? Our national security network or me? I've been recruited. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm sure I hate the sound of that. Well, not exactly recruited, but... Well, yes. But not exactly me. Fenwick Laboratories. The secret division thereof. Do you have a secret division? Not exactly, but they don't know that. What I do have is myself, Dr. Chronopolis, and Robert Knight. And between the three of us, we generated some remarkable secret projects for national defense during the war. Which attracted the attention of... There is a high-level international team being assembled to deal with the imminent arrival... Of the Voldeck war fleet. Voldeck? Those space aliens who were von Schlitz's pen pals? In a nutshell. The Nazis had reams of data on their technology, but almost all of it was lost. When a certain someone knocked their clubhouse out of the sky. Yes, and in the largest armed conflict in human history that was kind of going on at the same time, but thank you for the top billing. Von Schlitz knew more about the Voldeck than any other man living. And he was unexpectedly vaporized in an atomic test. And the Red Panda might have been second or third on that list, and he's supposed to be dead, too. Yes. Unlucky, that. But they approached August Fenwick, and he agreed to put his best men on it, and so here I am. Rather quietly thwarting an alien invasion from my lab. There's only one problem. You have no idea what you're doing. I really don't. Robert and the Doctor are working on some projects, but without knowing more about the strengths and weaknesses of Voldeck technology, it isn't much better than guesswork. If I only had some clue... Ta-da! 
That looks like one of our case files. It is, in fact, the evil angel file. I don't think I remember that one. Well then, let me refresh your memory. What is it? What's going on out there? It's just like the others, just like they said. Dan, what did we do? We need help. Did you get the call through? I can't get anything through, Dan. The wire's just static like nothing I've ever heard. And the emergency radio frequencies are all dead. We're cut off. The whole town. Just like the others. All right, then. Get the others together and get out of here. Are we evacuating the town? Don't know if there's anyone but us that hasn't already turned tail and run. What are you doing? You can't mean to stay here. Like it or not, Ellen. I'm the law in this town, and I won't leave it to be looted. Not even by an angel. All right, you listen to me. Whatever you are, you've scared a lot of people tonight, and it stops here and now. You hear me? You get out of my town before... Before you what? Before... Before I... The end is nigh. What terror do you have to threaten the angels themselves with? Whatever you are, you aren't any angel. You dare to presume? Now you will face my wrath. Ah! boss. All right, Kit. Keep your voice down. Sorry. I thought you might not recognize me without my driver's dodges on. Do you really imagine that you don't stand out in a crowd, Miss Baxter? Oh. I always know that I'm in trouble when you call me Miss Baxter. It's like being back at school, except with fewer rulers on my knuckles. You're not in trouble, just... trying to keep a low profile is all. Yeah, I can tell. You barely look like a millionaire, much less a billionaire. Is it too much? I had it specially made to look as if it was bought off the rack. As opposed to just buying it off the rack? Oh, hello. Yes, please. Uh, Coffee will be fine. I haven't really had a chance to peruse the menu. He'll have the BLT on right house. Thank you. Thank you. What on earth did you just order? (laughs) How can a man be the world's most brilliant you name it and still come off like he was just found under a cabbage leaf? This is a diner. We don't peruse menus here. We're blending in, remember? You can tell, because I'm wearing a dress and everything. Hmm. Uh, And what have you discovered while blending in? That I stick out like a sore thumb. A small town like this? I think we must be the only strangers they've seen in weeks. And everybody's plenty paranoid about those evil angels. Can we not call them evil angels? If we don't, we'll be the only ones that aren't. Four towns around here have been torn up by flying golden men with wings. They shoot rays of light from their bare hands. He shoots, not they. No one has ever seen more than one of these flying men at the same time in any of the attacks. The people here would consider that nuance at best. As far as they are concerned, they're under siege by an army from the other side. Even if there are angels, Kit, and even if they could turn evil, which seems out of character at best, I feel confident that they would have better things to do than attack small towns and rob their banks. The angels would appear to disagree with you. Did you find anything in the files? Very little we haven't been able to gather from other reports. 
Port Credit has become the base of the investigation into these attacks, but it is also the most likely next target, and they know it. What are they doing about it? Quietly preparing an evacuation plan. That's it? <laughs> Why don't they get on the horn and ask O'Malley to send them some bulls from the big bad city? I overheard some conversation to that effect, and apparently this is the only point upon which everyone agrees. There seems to be tremendous antipathy toward the city and everything in it. I think that extends to outlaw vigilantes. I really do. Do you care? I really don't. So what's the plan? This flying man pretends to be a harbinger of doom. I say he is nothing but a scavenger. And he has an appointment with the Red Panda. The day of judgment has come! And you have been found wanting. All will burn in the cleansing fire to come! Boss! Red Panda, are you seeing this? I've seen enough. But, Boss, shouldn't we be cleaning this guy's clock? He's flying at enormous speed, Squirrel. And without any apparent source of propulsion, I'm not at all certain how we would get close to him, much less what we would do, since he seems to shrug off bullets. But we have to protect these people. He's used nothing but non-lethal power levels in the other attacks. The only thing I can see that might change that is if we tip the balance of power. That angel is simply the world's greatest distraction... And I choose not to be distracted by it. So we watch the bank. We stick to the plan. These attacks are becoming more brazen, using these light shows as cover to rob banks. If they begin targeting the city, we'll never know what their target is until it's too late. This is our chance to bag the entire gang. You're sure there's a gang? Of course I am. Even angels need a truck to carry away the booty. See? When you're right, you're right. Look! Six of them. Let's move. Not yet. We could stop them from blowing the safe, but then you'd never have your chance to clean your evil angel's cloth. I love it when you try and talk rough. Plenty of time for banter later. Let's get to the car and follow our vultures back to their nest. Yes, boss. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, that was good work tonight. We've got this cooking like a well-oiled machine. Soup, you opened that safe like it was made of butter. Good job. And all you showed good hustle out there. In and out, like a ghost. That's the way it ought to be. Donnie, how much does it take, do you think? I don't know, Nails. More than 40 grand, anyway. I ain't had time to sort the coins yet. Coins? Which of you mooks are still carrying coins out of the bank? Let me see some hands. Who... All of you... For the love of St. Anthony, I told you, and I told you to cut it the heck out! One, coins is heavy. They slow you down. You carry one bag of nickels when you ought to be carrying four bags of bills. Two, they is hard to get rid of. Passing bills is no problem. Passing enough pennies to buy anything bigger than a newspaper is a waste of time. But, Nails, my old ma always said that a penny saved is a penny earned. That's a beautiful sentiment, Donnie, and it it chokes me up to hear you say it. Thank you, Nails. But we are not so much saving them or earning them as we are stealing them, are we? Uh, I suppose that 
Technically, that is true. And if you jokers do not stop stealing them in such vast quantities, we will shortly be drowning in them. Is that not also the case? Well, I wouldn't exactly say that. And because we couldn't get rid of them, they sit around like great piles of evidence if some John Law were to rumble our operation. Do they not? But, Nails, if that was to happen... Would we not just sick our evil angel on him? <laughs> evil angel. Again with the evil angel. Where is that moron with that flying suit anyway? Dice, go get the kid in here. Tell him Nails wants him. Now. I want this to be the last word on the coins, okay? When you run out of good reasons to stop at the coins, let the last reason be because Nails Connor says so, huh? You mooks understand that? Sure, sure. Yeah. We got it, Nails. Uh, the kid's here, Nails. Just like you wanted. Yeah, I'm here, all right. That was a pretty good show tonight, wasn't it, Nails? What are you still doing in that stupid wingsuit, you idiot? I, I just got back this minute. Yeah? Yeah? You stopped to take a few extra curtain calls? You prima donna punk! I, I don't understand. I, I thought... I, you thought. You thought. You ain't paid to think. I do the thinking round here, Marco. You got that? Sure. Sure, Nails. I get it. So take that stupid get-up off! It should be off already. But, Nails, you know I need help with the wings. Take Professor Science's wings off. I can't stand to look at him no more. Nails, what's wrong? I, I thought you'd be happy. Was the take at the bank no good? The take at the bank was perfect. That's the real job. That's the work done by men. Not flying around like a fairy princess. You are a distraction, not the star of the Marco Theater of the Air. I don't get it, Nails. Why are you so sore? It's this evil angel routine. Who told you to start making up dialogue? Who told you we needed that kind of attention? We get a chance to put some decent scratch together, and you have to turn it into a newspaper sensation. Oh, I'm sorry, Nails, but we were already in the papers. And after they started calling us the Evil Angel Gang... There ain't no Evil Angel Gang. You hear me? This is the Nails Connors mob. I'm the big man here, and when you're slapped, you'll take it, and you'll like it! Ah! Oh, take off the rest of the armor so I can give you what's coming to you. You might have to wait in line, Nails Connor. <laughs> that voice... Oh, no... Not him. You will all face retribution for your evil deeds. <laughs> he's over there! No! Over there! But, but he's right over... Shut up! Shut up, you idiot! It's the Red Panda. He gets inside your head so you see him everywhere except where he is. But I can see him just fine. With the armor, he's right there! What blazes? Boss, no! The squirrel! No! <laughs> The kid did it! He took down both of them masked freaks! Did you see that? Of course we saw it, you idiot! Take these two into the other room and tie them up. Marco, you stay there and guard them. And then we got us some scores to settle. Tonight, everybody gets what they got coming to them. <laughs> You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Boss. Boss? Don't move. Shut up, princess. You'll know when I'm talking to you. 
Boss! He's still out cold. He'll be all right. That's more than I can say for you when I get out of these ropes. Nobody can get out of those ropes. That's a bad guess. If there's one thing I love better than breaking noses, it's debunking bad guesses. And then breaking noses. I don't want to have to blast you again. I've seen your evil angel routine. You like blasting people just fine. That's different. Why? When you're flying, trying to keep this wingsuit in the air, you... You, you don't really... You, you can't... Like... You don't have to look people in the eye when you hurt them? Yeah. I got news for you, fly boy. Feeling bad about what you're doing, but doing it anyway? That ain't really all that different. What about you and your friend? You hurt people. Nails and the others are scared to death of you. Yeah? And if you had any brains, you would be too. You don't ever feel bad about that? Never. That's one of the fringe benefits of only hurting scum that sorely deserve it. I'm not all that sure that what you do is different either. <laughs> you know what I don't need? An ethics lesson from a guy in an angel suit that robs banks. Where are your girlfriends? They're in the other room deciding what to do with you two. They already tried to take the masks off, didn't they? What makes you say that? Because it stinks in here. And when our masks get tripped, they throw a whole mess of volts into whoever is messing with them, which causes some people to lose control of certain bodily functions. Did that happen? I wouldn't know nothing about that. Was it Connor? Please tell me it was Connor. If it had been nails, you'd be dead already. Yeah, but that's a foregone conclusion, ain't it? Yeah, I guess it is. So, what do they have to talk about so long? What? You heard me. If they're going to kill the boss of me either way, why did they need to take it into another room? And why did they have to leave you here? <laughs> what are you getting at? Do I have to draw you a picture? You saw how angry Connor was. He doesn't like being reduced to a supporting role in his own gang, does he? I guess not. He guesses not. Bravo! And then you went and took down the Red Panda and the Flying Squirrel all by your lonesome. And now he's got a big problem. He does? What? You, stupid! If he doesn't take you out now, his own men will be following you within days. And what happens to the old boss when the new boss comes in? I don't want to be the boss of anything. I never wanted any of this. What's your name, Peaches? Marco. Marco Palma. Did you invent this what's-it suit? No. <laughs> No, I just... They found it. That's what they said. But they didn't know how to make it work. Uh, I'm good with machines. I was going to be an engineer, but then... Then the bottom fell out of the world and there wasn't money for dreams no more? Yeah. I've been trying to look after my folks, but... And then this guy from my neighborhood. He was in with the Connor gang when they went to on the lamb, and, and he calls me and says they found this thing, and if I could make it work, then they might have a job for me. The race, they don't kill anybody. And I thought... I don't know what I thought. Back up, Marco. You say they just found that? Does that make sense? There was a crash. Some kind of plane came down in a fireball out in the woods near their old hideout. They pulled the guy out, but he he was hurt bad. Burned and I don't know what. I never seen nothing like him. He was trying to put this suit on, but he couldn't. And they took it. Did they kill the pilot? No. They had a crime doctor with them. They left them both at the old cabin. In case they needed him alive to answer questions. And I guess they will, once they kill their only evil angel. No! They wouldn't do that. Why would they do that? Because this is what they do. And however much you kidded yourself that nobody was getting killed, you've always known that this is who they are. But it isn't who you have to be. 
But you're gonna have to choose, and choose fast before it's too late. It's already too late. No! How did you get free? I had a pretty spectacular distraction. Boss, wait! There's no time. But, Boss, no. This kid, Marco, he's sitting on the edge of something. He's not lost yet. But it has to be his choice. Squirrel, we can't... We got it, Boss. Most times, by the time we find them, it's too late. There ain't nothing to do but punch him and throw him in jail. Sometimes we, we gotta pull him back from the darkness. But he has to choose it. I don't... I can't... A squirrel... I can hear them. They're coming. You gotta choose it, Marco. You gotta choose the right thing. All right, let's do this and be done with it. Hey! Uh, the cabin's this way. No tricks. It will be a shame if your reform went off the rails this soon. I knocked out nails and the whole gang for you, didn't I? You did. But there was a degree of self-preservation involved. Helping the injured man the wingsuit was stolen from is another matter altogether. And you no longer wear the suit. The courage of the invulnerable is questionable at best. There it is. See? How many men did Connor leave here with him? Just the doctor, and he won't be any trouble. Doc? Doc, you there? It's me, Marco. Doc? Quiet as a mouse. I don't think he's here. I know he isn't. There's a note. Dear Nails, I'm sorry I couldn't stay here. The man from the crash, I couldn't help him. He isn't... human. I can't stay here, Dr. Ryan. What the heck does that mean? I only saw him for a moment. He, he was bandaged up. I guess he was burned pretty bad in the wreck or something. You couldn't recognize much. And this wingsuit was also in the crash. Well, Nail said it was. Why was it undamaged? Nothing can hurt it. Uh, nothing I ever found anyway. Well, shall we go in? I don't think we'll have to. Something's moving in there. Headed toward the door. Holy cats. It's a man? Is it? Those eyes. I feel like he's looking right through me. Boss, I can't move. Me either. Some kind of psychokinetic field. I can't... Boss, the armor! Astonishing. It seemed to disassemble on a molecular level and return to its rightful wearer. Does he always talk like this? Yes. You are not the ones who stole my armor. No. I was with them, but we, we came back for you. Can anybody else move yet? I'll keep you posted. The armor holds you. The effect is temporary. You're badly hurt. We are here to help you. It is too late for me. Without the armor to protect me, your world would have killed me even had my ship not crashed. I don't understand. The translation matrix may have been damaged. I hope I can make you understand. We can understand you just fine. You have invented a remarkable machine, but you will not survive without medical help. You cannot help me. The armor will self-immolate when I am gone. My mission? You must complete my mission for me. I am the Harbinger. Release us so we can help you. It is too late. 
The crystal. Take the crystal. Complete my mission. Mission? What mission? I am the Harbinger. You must prepare. They... They are coming. Mister? Mister, get up! I can move. Mister! Careful, Squirrel! He was right. There is a self-destruct device. Come on, this entire cabin is going to go up like a tinderbox. Hang on, boss. Ah. He went back for that crystal, but he was raving. He was mad. Maybe. Or maybe he really was the Harbinger. And this thing was his message. Whatever happened to Marco? Took his second chance and got an honest job. Looked after his family and took night classes. We only kept track of him until... 37 by the look of it. Interesting. You're only interested in that crystal by the look of things. You've been tinkering with it the whole time I've been talking. I have also been listening. By the way, you're brilliant. My dramatic interpretation? No. Well, yes, but not that. We had never heard of alien species or other worlds back then, much less had an inkling of an imminent invasion. We thought the Harbinger was nothing more than a brilliant man who had been badly hurt, raving. But since you had the sense to save that crystal... Not me, Pumpkin Pie. You. This is your handwriting in here. I was just a love-struck assistant in those days. You're not love-struck anymore? Switch on the what's that you've got the crystal wired into. It might inspire me. Well, in that case... <clears throat> Holy moly! What am I looking at? It was just a theory. I'm projecting a beam of intensely focused light into the crystal, and what it projects is... information. An inconceivable amount of data in what appears to be an alien language. <laughs> what do you think it is? Well, if your instincts are right, I think our Harbinger might have come to warn Earth about the Voldek Empire and its ambitions. This could be everything we need to know to defeat them. Or it could be a head start. Or it might be completely unrelated. It could be a grocery list. Those would be a lot of groceries. So what do we do? We fine-tune this rather crude machine, for starters, and we learn everything we can as fast as we can. Doesn't sound as fun as punching and flying. Kit Baxter Fenwick, when you saved one soul in 1930-whatever-it-was, you may very well have also saved the world. Isn't that even a little bit exciting? Oh. I suppose that it will do. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! 
This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 117, The Harbinger of Doom, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Stephen Burley, Christopher Mott, Hans Messerschmidt, Andrea Lyons, Clarissa Dunederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!